Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled Operating in Authority. This would be part number six. Today's subtitle is Stronger. Do you want to become stronger in the kingdom of God? Well, on today's message, we're going to give you some keys in order to do just that. We're going to talk about ranking and authority in the kingdom of God. So I pray that you are ready to dive into the rich word of God. Don't forget to contact us online 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Stronger, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Let's go this morning to the book of Luke, Luke 7, Luke the 7th chapter. Don't want to prolong the time, Luke the 7th chapter. And uh, thank you so much for your patience as we had to go through. I wanted to share with you what happened on yesterday that was such a tremendous thing. Such a tremendous thing. So many people were blessed and so many people gave glory to the Lord Jesus. It was an opportunity for us to get into the community and show the love of Jesus Christ. Luke the seventh chapter, Luke seven. Remember we're in a series entitled Operating in Authority. Operating in Authority. And this I believe will be part number six of volume two we're gonna make this volume two now we're we're not done volume two this is part number six or part one of volume two however you want to say it entitled the strong man the strong man and i'll tell you more about that as we go on <clears throat> remember the lord is preparing you for a confrontation he is preparing you to navigate in this life jesus said we are in the world, but we are not what? Of the world. In the world, we're still here, but we're not of the world. Scripture says that we are like pilgrims, strangers, aliens passing through, right? Right? We're passing through this barren land. We're not, I mean, we look like humans, but we're more than humans now. We are part of another race. Another race. We have been uh, regenerated or regenerated, if you will. We are new creatures in Christ. New creatures. I may look the same, but something's new on the inside. I am a child of God. You are children of the Most High God. You have an inheritance. God himself lives on the inside of you in the form of his Holy Spirit. And you have become the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are his ambassadors. You are a citizen of heaven. A citizen of another country with resources that are availed to you if you only ask. Are you hearing so I'm called today to call you into that, to remind you, to remind some, and to inform others of who you really are and what God has called you to do and who he has made you to become. Amen. The Bible declares in the book of um, John, I believe the first chapter, as many as have believed on Jesus, God gave them power to become sons of God. Yes. Son's not talking about gender as in male or female, but position with God, status with God. 
power. But I'm telling you, if your God is a king, then you are at least princes and princesses. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I'm taking the Bible literally. I'm taking the the Bible seriously. What God says is truth. Are you hearing me? So we're talking about operating in the authority of Christ in the earth today. We're in the world, but not of the world, which means that we need to operate in a different manner than the world system does. When they are quaking and shaking, we should be full of confidence and faith that God is still able to supply all of our needs according to his rich and glory by Christ Jesus. He is not the world shepherd. He is our shepherd. Psalm 23 tells you that, right? The Lord is what? My shepherd I shall not want. You've quoted it. But for the Lord to be your shepherd, then that must mean you're a sheep. And if you are a sheep, that means that you are submitted to the lordship or the leadership of the shepherd. And not everyone in the world or the world system is not submitted to the shepherding of Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, don't you realize that? So you are a sheep. The Lord Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow. Yes. My sheep, he said, my sheep, which means that there are other sheep in the world that do not belong to him. I'm telling you, as we are aligned with Jesus Christ, there are unlimited resources that he has availed to us. We have authority in Christ, authority through Christ over sickness, over disease, over death. Doctor says, all right, it's over. But Jesus said, no, I will extend the life. Doctor says, this is incurable. But Jesus says, no, I'll cure that. The, the um, financial analyst says you're broke. But Jesus said, no, I'll supply unlimited resources. There are unlimited resources and potential of things that are available to you as a son of God. Are you hearing me? What we're doing, we're taking back the term Christian. We're taking back the term church to where it should be. Uh, going right there back in the right there in the early church where you see signs wonders miracles you saw the hand of God moving in and among the people of God it wasn't just the superstar preacher doing the work but the people went forth into the community and signs and wonders followed them because they believed Do you understand? But what is happening in today's modern day church, we expect the preacher to do all the work. We expect the preacher to pray for the people only. We expect the preacher to study the word only. And then most come to church ready to hear a word having not studied themselves. Let's go to the altar and pray and let the pastor pray, having not prayed themselves. But what we have done has been, uh, because we have ignored the power and presence of God, in many places we have a form but no power. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. I'm trying to wake something up in you. Trying to wake something up in you. Passive Christians will be run over. You have the authority in Christ. God gave you what you needed. But if you are passive and if you are lazy, you will be overcome. Do you understand that? You have everything that you already need. You have everything that you already need. You must simply apply yourself to it. Hallelujah. 
Don't you know, if you go into the bank and if you take out more money than you put in, they don't say, have a good day. <laughs> they say, 5-0, come and take this one away. <laughs> they say, you have just robbed yes, yes, yes. the bank. If you take out of there more than you put in, you've just robbed it. Yes, yes. And you're then subject to the laws of this land. As a general rule, you're not going to get out of this thing more than you put into it. You don't reap, I mean, you only sow what, rather, you only reap what you sow. Are you hearing? If you give a little, you get a little. If you give a lot, you give a lot. If you submit a little, we'll see this in the Word of God, if you submit a little, then you'll have much authority, or rather you'll have a little authority over the enemy. If you submit a lot to God, you'll have much power over the enemy. Are you hearing me? All those in the Word of God, everyone that you see that had a great impact for the kingdom of heaven, that had great power against the armies of darkness, lived a submitted life unto the Father. Everyone that wields God's power and authority over demons, sickness, and disease, so forth and so on, everyone that had authority over principalities and powers were not just showing up to be showing up. They were serious about God, serious about Christ. And they were even willing to give their lives for the gospel. Are you hearing? When Peter, when Peter uh, uh, was at the moment of crucifixion, they were going to crucify him. He said, I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Lord. Crucify me upside down. Willing to give them life, get willing to give their lives. In the book of Hebrews, it tells how Christians were thrown to the lions. They believed in Christ so much, so much. But we have difficulty. I have a difficulty believing that we're willing to die for him when we're not willing to live for him. Are you hearing? I'm willing to die, but you're not willing to live. There's a breakdown in that communication. There's something broken in that relationship. Something's broken there. Some say, well, well, I'll, I'll give more to the church as soon as I get more money. There's a breakdown there. There's a breakdown there. The Lord said, if you're not faithful of a little, you're not going to be made. You're not going to be faithful in much. We talked about having fancy cars earlier today. You'll, you'll treat your Mercedes or whatever it is exactly like you do the one you have now. Sure, it'd be new at first. Yeah, you polish on it at first, but after a while, it'll look exactly like the one you have now. Sure, you see, you get a new house. Oh, it's great. Sure, you'll polish it up a little while. Sure, you'll dust a little while, but after a while, it'll look exactly like the one you have now. If you're not keeping what you have now, you won't keep the other either. Let me break it down to you even further. You go out and you meet somebody new. You put on your, 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 your prettiest face and all this stuff. Yeah, you want to fool them. Don't let them see the true you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at first, the dating stage, you put your arm around them and you treat them well and all this other stuff. But after a while, it keeps on going and you'll be exactly who you are. I didn't know I married you. You didn't look close enough. Are you hearing? Newness. When the newness wears off, you're going to go back to the old pattern unless something changes. Hallelujah. Are you hearing? 
So this thing is extremely serious. Uh, the things in this life, the weapons of the enemy, uh, the fiery darts of the enemy will be hurled at you. If you're doing anything significant for the Lord, and even if you're just a human being, the, the, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, hates human beings. Why? Because they were created in the image of God, the image and likeness of God. Okay, so things will be hurled at you. Things will be hurled at you and hurled at you. And you're going to have to know how, number one, to defend yourself and two, how to oppose the enemy and come at him. If you don't know how to defend yourself and how to oppose the enemy and fight against the enemy, this spiritual warfare, Ephesians 6, chapter, verse number 10 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness and, and high places. This thing is a spiritual battle. And you're going to have to know how to operate in the spirit realm in order for you to receive the maximum in this life. Hallelujah. So this is why we end these series of messages. And I pray, oh God, that you have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I know we had a busy day yesterday. I know that there are so many people there. And I, I know that many of us are probably tired from that day. But I need you to rally yourself around to hear the Word of God. Are you hearing me? Yes. All right. Luke 7. Luke 7. We'll start here in verse number 1. It says... This gives an example, and then we'll go here. We'll go uh, further. Luke 7 says, Now when he had uh, ended all his sayings uh, in, in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus... He sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal the servant. And when he came to Jesus, he besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. Let's go further. Verse 5. For he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus uh, went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends unto him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter unto my roof. Look at verse 7. Uh, therefore, rather, wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. Look at verse number 8. This is where we want, really want to get to right here. Are y'all with me? Verse 8 says, For I am a man, what? Set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. Verse 9, When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned him about, and said unto the people, uh, that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that, um, and they that were sent returned to the house, found the servant whole that had been sick. Someone say praise the Lord. Praise I want you to notice a few, a few key things as it relates to authority here. Now, we really want to get into, um, um, remember, we want to talk today about structure and about ranking and about order, okay? Right. Subtitled, The Strong Man. The Strong Man. 
Now, the stronger you are within the kingdom of God, now this is extremely important to you, okay? Because the more ranking, the higher you are in ranking in the kingdom of God, the more you will be able to make stuff move. A private in the army, but private in the army, has authority, but a general has more. The higher you are in ranking, the more you can speak and the more things will move. As a general rule, the higher you are in ranking, the more you'll speak. The lower you are, the more you do. Are you hearing? When you're in authority, look at it in, in terms of a CEO or some, uh, of a corporation, some president of a corporation. You have him in the office and he's speaking, giving, issuing out orders, issuing out commands. He's speaking. And you have those in the factory that are doing, that are doing. You need to transfer or be transformed from so much doing to speaking. The higher you go in authority in the kingdom of God, the less you'll do and the more you'll speak. This centurion soldier understood that. He said, I'm a man that is set under authority, and I say, he's in authority. He said, and I say to this one, go, and he goes. He's a subordinate so that he must go. You understand? I say to this one, do this, and he does it. Because he's in a lower level, a lower level of authority. He has authority. He has to have authority to carry out what the uh, master is saying. You understand? So how does this translate to you? You ever wonder why it seems that someone else's prayers are more effective than yours? It's why you can pray about a thing for a certain period of time and nothing happens, and then when someone else prays for that, it happens? The individual that you're probably requesting prayer from is higher ranking, has an authority to say. Are you hearing me? Now, so the more of a rank that you have, now I'm using the term rank just to give you a natural illustration of something of a spiritual principle, okay? The more ranking you have or the stronger you are within the kingdom, the more you'll be able to speak to a thing and that thing will move. Well, how do I become higher ranking in the kingdom of God? Well, the man says it here. He said, I am a man, first of all, set under authority. I am submitted myself. I'm submitted myself, first of all. But we have a breakdown. There are many within the halls of the church and in the world system that want to be in control, that, that want to be in authority, but they are not submitted. And if you're not submitted to authority, let's go back. Let's use some common examples. Let's take Sister April again. Praise the Lord. I like to use her. She's human resources, right? Yes, praise the Lord. She started somewhere else first. When they needed someone to have that position, they checked. They didn't check with her to see, ask her, what would you do? They checked back on the personnel file. Were you there? Did you come to work on so-and-so day and time? Let's check your reviews. How did you do here on this level? That gives them some indication of what type of person you are and what you would do on this level. But many of us are hoping and praying and hoping and praying I'll do this and that and not performing on the level you are. Does that make sense to you? Many people have said to me over the years, I want to be a pastor. I say, you can't even rule your own household. What do you mean you want to be a pastor? You want to be a leader. 
You understand it? If you want to know what type of pastor or leader you'll be, check in your own home. If your home is out of order, whatever you touch is going to be out of order. If you were out of order, how can you get someone else in order when you were out of order? Are you hearing? I want to help you today. My God, I want to help you. I want to help you. Okay? So we're talking about ranking in order. The strong man, being strong within the kingdom of God. Praying in the Holy Spirit, the Bible declares in the book of Jude. Uh, praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up in the most holy faith. Praying in the Spirit, building up your spirit man. Also helps you to rise in the area of ranking. Because when you're praying in the Spirit, you are submitting your spirit yourself unto God. You understand? When you spend time in prayer, when you spend time in fasting, we're going to talk about that. Because there are some situations in life that will not move, that will not change, except you fast and pray. Now, here's another misnomer. Here's another misnomer. Some people say, well, I got a hard situation coming up. I better fast and pray on it. But most of the hard situations that come in life come when you are unaware that they're coming. Oh, I didn't know this was here. Let me, hold on, let me go fast, back and fast and pray. You're not going to have time to go back and fast and pray. So it's not talking about you going to jump the gun and then fasting and pray when you see the situation. No, this is a lifestyle. You having a lifestyle of fasting and prayer, a lifestyle, a lifestyle. Now, what does fasting do? Fasting uh, consecrates yourself. You consecrate yourself to the Lord. You're putting away one thing uh, to embrace him, to embrace his presence. The more you give yourself to him, the more he will give you power over the situation. I pray that you heard that. The more you give yourself to him, the more he will give you power over the situation. Why does the devil move for you so if you're submitted to God? Why does he move for you? Why do circumstances move for you so? Because when it looks at you, it sees the glory of God. It sees Christ in you, and it bows the knee to Christ. Are you hearing? It's not because you're so beautiful and you ladies are you're gorgeous. Praise the Lord, you're gorgeous. Some, some ladies ought to say amen. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. You men are so handsome. Amen. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Are you hearing? It's not because of you. But it's the authority of Christ that the enemy sees on you. It's hearing the echoes of God out of your mouth. That caused the situation to move. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Are you hearing? You, when you stand in authority, the enemy will stand straight up and follow. Situation will stand straight up and follow. You will say go and it will go. You will say do and it will do. Not because of who you are, but because of whose you are. The more you submit to him, the more power you will have, the more authority you will have. Little submission, just one day a week, couple hours a day. That's why you're being overrun. Great submission, I give my life to him. I give my whole life to him. You will see great power and authority. You will be a threat to the satanic kingdom. Are you hearing? Amen. That's my goal. 
That's my goal, not to be passive or just to, just to barely squeak by. I'm after the prize. And I pray you're after the prize of being all that Jesus has called you to be, of doing everything that he said that you could do. Jesus said in his own word, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works in these. Because he said he's going to his father. We should not stop until we've seen these greater works manifested in our own lives. Why would I cease until I see the glory of God revealed? Are you hearing? Oh, he said, I'm a man set under authority. I have soldiers under me. And I have the ability to command because I am set under authority. Now, we said the higher you go, the higher you go in authority, the more you'll be able to speak. And you'll see situations move. You'll see things change. But understand something. The higher you go and the more you speak, the actually the more danger you are in. Because words you say will affect lives. And the Lord said that you will be held accountable for every word that you say. Are you hearing? So there is a balance. There is a there is a balance. I don't desire to be Lord over people. Why in the world would you do that? That's a concept that's in the world. Why Lord over people? Let's 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 look at that. Let's go to let's go. Let's go to um, Matthew 23. Let's get that. Let's bring this concept before you. I want to show you this. Are y'all still with me today? Amen. We'll just go just for a few more moments. Can you handle it? Amen. Again, the ranking structure in the kingdom of God is based on doing and speaking. The higher you go in the kingdom of God, the less you do and the more you speak. Amen. But remember, when you speak every word that you say, there is a price to be paid. That's why I come up to this altar and I come in fear and in trembling, knowing that I am held accountable for every word that I speak. Not only am I held accountable for what I speak, you are held accountable to what you hear. That's right. That's right. This is some serious stuff, but it will give us serious results. If we simply follow the plan of God. Um, let's look at this. Um, uh, Matthew 23, verses 11 and 12. Are you there? Amen. And it says here, but he that is greatest among you. You want to be great? He that is greatest among you shall be your what? Shall be your servant. And whosoever shall uh, what? Exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall um, humble himself shall be what? Exalted. He that shall humble himself shall be exalted. He said the greatest among you will be your servant. Let me show you another indication of that. Let's go to the uh, same book of Matthew. Go to chapter 20. And we're bringing it on home now. Pastor, why are you being so forceful today? Why are you being so forceful? I'm trying to help you. The head kind of hard. Are you understanding? Amen. Why would we want to submit to God? 
Why wouldn't we want to submit to him? Because there are other pleasures, other desires, other things that you want to do. And the things that we want to do, worldly stuff, conflicts with submission to God. There are some things in your flesh, don't look at me like that, I know I'm telling the truth. There are some things in your flesh that wants the things of the world. And we're going to have to continually bring that thing to God. We drag that into the light. Remember, the enemy can only work in darkness. We have to drag this thing into the light and say, God, it's me again. I'm here. I did it again. And Lord, I think I want to do it again in a a few more minutes. Can you help me, Lord? There's this desire in me, and I don't want this thing. Take this taste out of my mouth. Help me, mature me to the place where I think that that is filthy, where I won't even want that anymore because I want to desire you more. When you confess, this is one reason why God says for us to confess our sins because when you come to confess it, you not only, it's not only you coming, but it's also the thing that brought you to that condition in the first place. When you confess it, let me tell you, let's, 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 give, let's give an example. Let's say we go into principal's office. Hallelujah. You get in the principal's office and you sit down with him. And the principal says, all right, what'd you do, Johnny? What'd you do? What'd you do? Well, I was over there. Now, it's just you and the principal. But as you begin to confess, you begin to talk about Chuck. And uh, Chuck was over there with me, too. So now, even though Chuck is not in the room, Chuck is brought into the conversation. And now the principal is aware of you and Chuck. Are you understanding? And now if there is some expelling or or some other disciplinary actions taken, it's just not you, but it's Chuck too. You hearing? So as we go before the father and we plead our case before him, as we ask uh, him to forgive us and to cleanse us, we have a relationship with the father. The judgment of our sins has already been paid by Christ Jesus. When we go in his presence, the father sees Christ on us and we're telling him things that are happening in us. We receive mercy and grace. But when we say, hey, he's the one that did it, the judgment falls down over there because that does not have the grace of God you understand that sickness not talking about the person but that sickness or or whatever that addiction that habit whatever spirit is trying to bring that in your life to ensnare you or control you does not have the grace of God it does not have the mercy of God so when I get into God's presence and I begin to speak about the addiction I begin to speak about the habit I begin to speak about the anger I'm not only speaking about it I'm speaking about the spirit that brought it to me as well And when I confess it, I'm bringing it into the light. And whatever I bring into the light, God deals with. You understand? So what happens when we don't confess it before the Lord? What happens when we don't say it? It remains. It remains. And let me tell you now, not every feeling that you have came from you. Not every thought that you have came from you. There will be times in your life when you feel like you're angry and you don't know why. Why am I I so angry? There will be times in your life you feel depressed and you say, why am I so depressed? There will be times in your life when you feel lustful. Why am I feeling this way? All of that is not coming from you. There are some evil influences that can hover over you. Even being a born-again believer, they can hover over you and try to force these things into your heart. Try to implant a fault 
and you have to know you. You have to know the spirit of God in you. You have to know, no, this thought is not of God. Oh, this feeling, why am I feeling that way? No, this is not of God. I resist this in the name of Jesus. And you confess that thing before the Lord. And when you do, you receive mercy as a child of God. You receive mercy and grace, but it gets fried in the judgment of God. Are you hearing me? I pray you got that. I pray you got that. Let's go quickly. Matthew 20, verse 24. You say, why am I such a, why am I, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to think these type of thoughts. I don't want to feel this way. Listen to what you're saying. When you say, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to have these thoughts. I don't want to have these feelings. That is a war going and that's warfare because the real you wants to be clean. But there's another influence that is trying to come inside. You say, I don't want this, but it's here. And all you got to do is go before God. Father, I feel this way again. This is happening again. And Lord, I, I receive your mercy and grace over my life. And I ask you to fry that thing bring judgment upon it in Jesus name are you hearing Matthew 20 look at this there was a discussion among the disciples who would be greatest in um, and all this is happening and and uh, the mother of James and John came over to Jesus and said Jesus let one of my sons sit on your left side one sit on the right side when you come into your kingdom the other disciples heard about it and got very upset Verse 24 picks it up. Matthew um, 24 through 28, just four verses, then we're going to close out for today. I'll be reading to you out of the New Living Translation. It says in verse 24, when the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they had indignation. They were angry. Verse 25, but Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people. Again, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you, or a great, I believe in King James, whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever, or King James says minister, which is servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. I want you to see the two, I want you to see um, the, the two, uh, the distinction here between servant and slave. All right. Whoever wants to be your leader must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you or chief among you must be your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Hear this. You want to be great in the kingdom of God. You want to exercise great authority. Great authority. Then Jesus said, you will become either one of the two levels, and it's up to you to choose. If you want to lead, then you must become the servant. That is, you are here to serve those that you are called to leave to lead. I am here to serve you. When I study, prepare, when I pray, I'm getting edified, yes, but I know I'm called to serve. Amen. I'm called to serve. 
But the Lord says even further, if you want to be chief, you want to exercise great authority, you must become a slave. Meaning your life is no longer your own. No longer your own. Jesus was not only servant, but also slave. Slave unto the cross. His will was not his own. He said, Father, if be your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Understand something. If you want to be an overcomer in this life, you want to see things move in your life, demons flee, sicknesses um, uh, going away, and people are healed, set free, delivered. You want to see your family rise, and you want to do great things for God, then understand you have a choice. The more you submit, you see, a, a, servant, a servant is like a hired employee. You can quit at any time. And many are like that within the house of God. When it gets hot, oh, I'm sorry, I got to go. Got to leave this church. Woo! I don't like waiting past the priest that day. Woo! Got to go, got to go. And they quit. But when you are a slave to God, Lord, I don't care how hot it gets. I know you put me here, and I know that I'm here under an assignment for you, and I will remain here until you call me. I am your, I am your slave, Lord. And I, I see, I don't have a problem saying that either. Are you hearing? My life belongs to him. And therefore, you will walk in power and authority. But here again, there are too many wanting to be in power and authority, too many having power and authority. And I've seen some very bad examples lording it over God's people, saying, I'm here. You do what I say. Jesus said, the world does that. He said, no. That thinking shall not be so within the kingdom of God. You want to find a true leader of God? He's there or she's there to serve the people. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve you, serve you. And I'm, as I'm serving the people, as you serve the people, you're serving the Lord. It's not for the people because the people will slap your hand down. Talk about you like you somebody's old tennis shoe. On the back porch under the old tennis shoe. You understand? Yes. So I'm not serving for them. I'm serving the Lord, and they get the benefit of it. You understand? Amen. So you have a choice. It's my goal. Now, this is what this ministry stands for. I'm all in. That's what I stand for. I am all in. And wherever the Lord takes it, that's exactly where I'm going to go. If it's five people, 50, 5,000, Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in. I've dedicated my life to be a slave unto Jesus Christ. And I pray that is also your desire. You want to be all in. If not, and you're going to feel very uncomfortable in this church. You're going to be pretty uncomfortable in this church. Are you hearing? You're not here to serve me as a leader. I'm here to serve you. You understand that? Isn't that what he said? But don't we see the opposite of that in many places? My assignment, now God's going to take care of me. He's, he's going to he take care of me. He's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of me. All right? He's my master. He's going to take care of me. Praise God. Yes, Lord. 
But that's not my focus. See, that's the terrible focus. Who going, well, I'm going to do all this for them. Who going to do something for me? That's the problem right there. Focus on your assignment. Giving your life, becoming a slave unto him. And let him show you the greatness that he has in store for you. I'm all in. I'm tired of excuses. Brother Gene said, me too. I'm tired of excuses. I'm tired of making excuses. Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in. I want to see what God can do with another life that is fully committed to him. I want to see what the Lord will do with a life that is fully committed to him. Closing thought. Here it is. Closing thought. I've heard a pastor say this. And this is not a true, it's not a wrong statement. But I guess it all matters. It's all about perception and your level of faith. He said this. I used to say this as well, Regine. I used to say this as well before I was enlightened. He said, and the people cheered. He said, in this life, you're not going to be sinless. You're always going to have something in you. You're always going to be fighting against something. And the people cheered. I used to think that way. Until the Lord began to show me that Jesus gave us power over sin. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Until the Lord showed me that he defeated sin. Amen. Which means to me, if the only hope that I have, hear me, if the only hope that I have of ever defeating sin is die, that only way we're going to defeat sin in our lives? Said. So the statement is, as long as you are living, you always have a problem with sin. So if that be true, then death becomes my savior and not Jesus. Does that make sense to you? Death has then brought you your sweet relief. And whoo, now that I'm dead. Oh, thank you, Mr. Death. Because I didn't think I was going to beat that. Oh, I didn't think I was going to beat that habit, that addiction. Oh, I didn't think I stopped cussing. Thank you, Mr. Death, for taking. I'm glad I'm dead now. I don't have to worry about that anymore. Hmm. Death becomes the savior. Death gets the glory. But what happens when we say, God, I'm here and I'm all in. Holy Spirit, mortify the deeds of my body that I may live. Give me your grace, Father, to walk as Christ in the earth. Hallelujah. To walk this life because I know it's possible, Jesus, because I know that you defeated hell, death and the grave. I know you gave me power over sin. So I submit myself unto you. Use me, Lord. Have your way in me. Let's walk this walk out and take some stuff from me and mature me so that I can walk as you in the earth. Then as I die, Christ is Savior. Christ is Savior. He gets the glory for delivering me from my sin and not death. And I refuse to go through eternity praising death. Oh, thank you, Mr. Death. Thank you for taking my life that you can deliver me from that sin. Does that make sense to you? It's possible because of what Jesus has done. Here again, I told you the difference is perception and faith level. I believe it. I believe that we can walk this life as Christ under the unction and power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Now it may take me, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll happen. I don't know when it will, but it will happen. It will occur. That's the promise I've received. That's the promise that we've received. Okay, but understand that now as we do that, 
Don't think that everybody's going to love you when you walk as Christ because not everybody loves Jesus. Now, again, you are not Christ. I am not Christ. I don't want to be. I don't want to be Jesus. He is my Lord, my Savior. He lives in me. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit is using me, using you, maturing us to grow up in the kingdom of God. We're in the world, but not of it. Amen. Give God a hand of praise. We'll stop there today. Come on, let's praise. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10 Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.